to a brand new bonus episode of the Lunchbox Chats. We're your hosts. I'm Laura. And I'm Essie. And we have a very, very special episode for you today. Um, it's been a long time coming. I can't believe it took us this long to finally get her on, but she's on. Um, I want to present everybody to you. My BFF, Angela, she's on today. Um, we are going to talk of a very interesting topic that I think we don't talk about enough of, to be honest. Yeah, I love Angela. I feel like she is probably one of like the most amazing, honest humans I've ever met in my entire life. And I have so much respect for her. And I feel like I can just talk to her for hours. I can see why you guys are best friends. Oh, why? thank you. Yeah, she's awesome. She's my uh, other half for sure. But um, before we get right into it, um, Laura and I want to wish or we hope everyone had a great Easter and Passover and all of the sort. Um, yeah, and we'll be back next week. Regular schedule, regular episode. And here we go. Here we go. Enjoy the episode, guys. So a couple of podcasts ago, me and Esty were playing a game of this or that. And we came across a topic that we thought would be the most perfect conversation to have with our guest tonight, Angela. Um, Angela, welcome to the Lunchbox Chats. Thank you for having me. Yes. Are you ready for our conversation tonight? I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm I'm a little scared because I feel like this topic, it's like, especially, you know, as girls like chatting, me, Essie, and Angela have our own little group chat and we shoot the shit there. So I think this is going to be a fun topic to talk about. And tonight we're going to talk about what is worse, emotionally, being emotionally unavailable or cheating. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm scared for this topic, to be honest. <laughs> I, I know. I feel like we need like a soundboard. Do you oh, have your soundboard ready? Oh, I should have brought that on today, but I didn't. But anywho, okay. So for those of you who don't know, I've talked about Angela on here before. She's um, my BFF since high school. Um, and how long have we known each other now? A long time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with her. Yeah. So it's been a very long time. So um, I think this is a great conversation. I like we're just gonna let it all out. And I'm just going to start. So for me, I think emotionally unavailable versus cheating to me, cheating would be the worst for me. Mm, okay. How um, about, do you want to do like all of our answers first and then get into it? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. Ange, what do you think? Uh, I think cheating is worse. Okay. Okay. And of course, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. And I'm going to say being emotionally unavailable is worse. Okay. I got to ask you. Can I ask you why you think that? Me? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, well, I think being emotionally unavailable is something that leads to also somebody like straying within the relationship. But Let's say that doesn't happen and you are in a relationship and you're with somebody who's emotionally unavailable, I feel, or you're emotionally unavailable, then the relationship is dead. And I feel like there's really no coming back from that versus cheating. And I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this and I'm not, obviously I'm not condoning cheating, but I feel like there's more 
forgiveness with it in the general aspect of it. I know that sounds so fucked up, but that's, that's where, that's where I stand. I think being with somebody who's emotionally unavailable is death to me. Really? And what's your take on it? I, I mean, I agree with her in the aspect that emotionally unavailable probably will lead to cheating, but I feel like cheating is worse because it's like cheating is voluntary. Whereas emotionally unavailable, sometimes it's based on past experiences and traumas that you really don't have control over. Mm. Good point. Good point. See, I think, I, I mean, I agree with both of you, but I just can't see how you think, Laura, about it's worse. Like, uh, because okay, of the well, emotional let's, let's attachment. Def- let's define cheating. What is cheating according to you? Emotional being uh, like if okay, emotionally unavailable. If you don't have that in that real in your relationship, and you have it with, or I'm sorry, if you seek it with somebody else, to me is cheating. Um, if you are with me and you're having a side conversation about your feelings, your life, your day to day basis is with somebody else, that's cheating. Then of course there's an actual physical, you know, cheating where you're literally cheating on me, you know, something like that. So. To me, all that's cheating. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And emotionally unavailable is just not being present in the relationship for the other person. To me, yes. Okay. How about you, Ange? Like, what is cheating to you? Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree that it's emotional and physical. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely both. I mean, this is like such such a hard one. I guess, like, when I think about it, like, emotionally unavailable, I don't know. It's just, like, I would hate to be with somebody who's just not present for me. And obviously, if you're cheating, you're not present either. They're kind of, like, both, like, going on the same path. Like, you ultimately always get the same result. But I guess, like, emotionally unavailable, that's a day-to-day thing that you need to live with. Like, that's, like, your your daily relationship. And I personally cannot imagine like living my daily life with somebody who cannot fully open up to me or, you know, just be there to emotionally support me or if I can't be there to emotionally support them, just because that's such a big part of your life, you know? And then, but cheating, obviously, if somebody's cheating the entire time that you're in a relationship with them, then that's ridiculous. But I kind of look at it, you you find out somebody's cheating, it's almost like, boom, like, you like hit a brick wall, and you deal with it. And it's, it's kind of like, yes, you need to deal with it on a daily basis. But you go through a process of forgiveness or moving on. But you're not in it every day. I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah. uh, To me, as I would say that I'm kind of emotionally unavailable, (laughs) but I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, it doesn't happen every day. Like, I feel like you have ups and downs, especially in a relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. But if, if you're emotionally unavailable, I mean, you're emotionally unavailable. You're either, you're either in it or you're not in it. I disagree. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. No, I just feel, I I don't feel like it's, 
an all or nothing type of thing. I feel like there are certain things that trigger you because of things that have happened in your life. I don't think if I'm, if I'm emotionally unavailable, the way you're describing it, then I feel like I shouldn't be in the relationship at all. If I'm totally cut off from that person. Right. Mm. Exactly. And I guess like, that's like, when I think of emotionally unavailable, obviously we all have like our moods and things happen to us in life and we're not going to be fully present all the time. But when I think of emotionally unavailable, it's literally being with a person who cannot show up for you. And I feel like that's, I don't know, to me, I feel like that is like the worst thing ever. See, I agree. Okay. So I agree. and I disagree. I think with physical cheating. So say you're in a relationship. Okay. I think there's a difference. Too. Say if you're in a relationship for one month, two months, and they're cheating on you physically with somebody else. Okay. That's something you know, there's not, not to say there's not an emotion there, you're not invested, but it's still shitty. But if you're with somebody for a very long period of time and they physically cheat on you, that, that cuts, that's, that you broken, that hurts you. But when you're with somebody for that long and there's zero emotional connection there, so I agree with Ange, like, I feel like at some point you're physically going to cheat. So what's the point? Right. Exactly. It's almost like you're going down the same road. It's going to lead you to the same exact like end end place. No, I yes, I agree. But I think when you don't have that, um, I think if you're an established relationship and you think like, okay, this is it. This is the one like or there's some type of emotional connection that you see your future with this person, this, that and the other, then you know, you don't have to worry about the emotional unavailability because that's already there. I think the cheating, the physical stuff, I think that's the stuff that happens. And I'm not saying that you least expect it. I'm not saying that. I mean, I don't know. It's not like a planned thing or maybe it is. I don't know. But I think like with the physical cheating, I think that comes random. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm just hear me out. So if you're with somebody and this is the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life or so you think, right? And you have that connection. You guys are vibing. You, this is your better half and all this stuff. And then you find out that this MFR cheated on you. So were you just emotionally unavailable the whole time? And I'm just an asshole and didn't see it. Mm. You know, that's what I'm talking about. No, I don't think so. Okay. Things, relationships over time, being married and divorced, change. So I feel like you're all in it in the beginning you're in like that honeymoon phase and then time goes on and whether you have kids or priorities change so i feel like you might not necessarily be emotionally unavailable in general you might just be going through your everyday life and not be emotionally available for your spouse anymore which is then why you're seeking attention elsewhere yes that's Ooh. yes that's what i i i love that that was beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so true. So let me ask you this, since like Essie brought up like the time uh, period. Do you think in terms of like just emotions and like what a person goes through, do, do you think it's worse when somebody cheats at the beginning of a relationship? I mean, obviously we're saying cheating is bad in general, but I'm just saying like the comeback from it in terms of like moving on. Do you think it's worse if somebody cheats on you at the beginning versus like five years deep? Like which one like hits worse? Hmm. Do they I hit worse? I don't know. I almost feel like, and this is bad to say, like if you're cheating like 
five, ten years down the line, it's almost like more like socially acceptable than if you cheat in the beginning. Because I feel like marriage isn't what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not like sacred like it used to be. So it like after a while, I feel like it's almost kind of expected as bad as that sounds. Hmm. Right. That that I mean, I've been like talking to a lot of different people and I've been hearing that more and more people are getting into these like polyamorous like relationships. <laughs> I know it's yeah. it sounds crazy, but it's like but this is kind of like the world we're living in now where it's like you know, we all like all for one, one for all. So it's almost like you don't even like stay committed to this one person. It's kind of like you have your one person, but then it's like you just fuck around and it's acceptable, you know? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. You have the one person who looks good. I feel like you have the person who like you want to take to family parties or the person who's supposed to stand by your side and look good. And then you have the other person who you're probably more emotionally there for and you have a fun time with. Yes. I feel like as the time, as the times go on, I feel like those relationships or like this way of being is going to become like more and more acceptable to society. And it's not going to be, you know, like so looked down upon. I think, okay. And let me, let me say this. So I agree with Ange. I feel like marriage isn't as, as she said, sacred as it used to be. Obviously certain situations are different, but what is the point of being married, quote unquote, right? Or going through all that and then still doing this shit on the side, whether it's, you know, you are cheating, whether you're still going out and have a good time. And who's to say, let me like also play devil advocate as well. Who's to say that the person that you wind up being with can't be that person either. But at some point you have to question, does that shit last forever? Does the love always, is the love always going to be there? Because obviously you're going to go through your ups and downs and, you know, you're going to, guys are going to get tired of each other. You guys are going to get pissed off. You just like want to like, you go sleep on the couch or whatever. But like, I guess that defines like whether or not you stay committed or in the marriage or in the relationship, whatever have you. But then there's just so many factors. So to me, it's like, why get married or, or go through all of that if you're if you're genuinely like not going to commit? Because I think at the end of the day, what it really is, and I'm just speaking for myself, it's commitment. So if you have like those issues, those that, that, that past or those demons or whatever, and like you finally think, all right, this is the one for me. And I think like this is the person that's going to complete me and it's different now and everything's going to change and I'm going to feel safe and secure or whatever. And you go into it 10, 10 years, 20 years, I hope forever but then you're still not really happy. So then really you're not emotionally committed to that person. You're not genuinely happy with that person. So essentially, if you think about it, you're cheating because you're not really all there. Right. I mean, yeah, that, that totally makes sense, but I guess you kind of also need to look at it. Like marriage again is like an experience of life. Like we don't nothing, like we don't know that anything lasts forever. And I've known of marriages where people were madly in love and then, you know, things fall apart. And it's kind of like, you know, if I know I have commitment issues, should I, first of all, I should work on myself and see like what the fuck is up with that. But then should I stop myself from, you know, trying out like relationships and like you know falling in love or you know just being in the moment with that person because you don't know what's going to happen maybe you go into the marriage and somehow like you both like heal together and grow together like should that 
stop a person? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Interesting. And I say that because, well, obviously, you two know me better than I know myself. Obviously, you both know I have commitment issues. So I say that not anticipating that one day marriage isn't for me. Who knows? I don't know what the future holds. If that is for me. I, what amount of therapy I'm doing, the amount of work I'm doing on myself. And if I happen to find my other half and whoever that may be, I really don't know if marriage is the solution or maybe, maybe solutions is the word, right word. Yeah. Or if it's for me, or if that's what, if that's what I, I see in my future, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know because me personally, like people around me and what I see, I don't know of one happy marriage. Mm. actually I have to say I met a couple today who I was I know it sounds so weird but I was I was having a conversation like with my friend and I'm like holy shit like this is the first couple that I've met they've been together for like 30 plus years they seem like they genuinely love each other and I don't know about you Ange I mean I hate to like put this on the spot but like you know me and Essie have observed like lots of shit like just in general you know just from like even just our culture in general you know there's a certain way to be in a marriage and I don't know that that's the right way to be at least like for either one of us but seeing this couple and seeing like how beautifully like married they are it's like holy shit like this is insane. Like, but at the same time, it kind of gives you hope where it's like, this does exist. And I, I wanted to ask them like a million questions and maybe next time I'll be like, what's the secret to a happy marriage? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I definitely believe that there are people who are genuinely happy, but I also believe that uh, marriage has become uh, a social norm if you will like that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to find the love of your life and you're supposed to get married and you're not supposed to get divorced and you're supposed to have kids by a certain age and I feel like the norms are changing because now women aren't having kids until later whereas before that wasn't acceptable but I I don't know I feel like marriage is for some people and for some people I, I mean if you're in love with somebody and like genuinely in love, what's the difference if you're married or not? Because you need a piece of paper to tell you that you love that person because you need their health insurance because you need like, why? Mm. Yes. That is a good, good question. I always said that I said, like, I never, Nessie knows this. Like I never really like needed to get married because ultimately like there are two or maybe there, there's really just like one I don't know like one main reason like in the old days like why people did get married and it's to like procreate but nowadays it's like you know there are lots of people like choosing like not to have children so people are like staying in relationships like without like domestic partnership I think it's called where it's kind of like you don't get married because ultimately yeah like society now looks at marriage like it is just a contract between two people right but I mean, I totally agree. It's like you don't need that piece of paper to prove that you love that person. You know, I think it's just, I don't know. I kind of look at marriage and I know like I, I will get shit for this too. Like it's an experience. Like if you love somebody and you want to be with them and you want to kind of just like take that next step together and you both choose it, then 
It's an experience you have together, whether or not it's forever. I mean, ultimately, I feel like it's up to the both of you. I feel like it's a choice at the end of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. It is a choice. Um, Divorce is also a very hard choice. Yeah. Can you talk about that? And not an easy process. Yeah. Do you mind talking about that at all? Yeah, no. I mean, I could, I'll, what would you like to know? I mean, I went into the marriage thinking it was going to be forever. Um, both uh, my parents were divorced. So I went into it kind of saying, I'm not going to get divorced. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it takes. I'm going to stay married. And obviously I didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a hard decision to make. I have kids, so I wanted to do what was the best for them. I didn't want them to grow up without two parents together. Um, but ultimately I had to put myself first and say I don't want my kids to think this is normal I mean this is not what a relationship should be yeah that's like a that's a big like step for you to take especially with like the children involved yeah yeah I mean it's it's a lot of work with three kids I I have them a lot of the time by myself but at the end of the day I'm happier than than when I was married Mm. I totally changed who I was. Very true. To be married. Yeah. Yeah. SD can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel as if you again, if you I hope you don't mind me saying this, but no. After your divorce, I feel as though I got you back. Like that's the Angela that I knew since high school. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah, talked. I mean, like I said, with in marriage, you you try to be that perfect you have an idea of what marriage is supposed to be in your head and you do whatever you have to do to make it that image. But the fact is in my marriage, it wasn't that. Right. Yeah. Mm. I think do you find your, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think too, the, like what you said was perfect is like, it's like an image and it's like you work at this image to depict, to I'm just going to say society or social media or to your friends and to your family. But the work that you're putting on for this image, you're taking away from the work on your relationship, which then turmoils, right? Absolutely. I mean, how many people do you see on Facebook who post pictures of like their wonderful marriage and then you see them in real life and you're like, but wait, that's not what you posted at all. Exactly. But that's what it's supposed to have a, we have this idea. It's supposed to look a certain way. Right. And when it doesn't, it's almost like you feel like a failure yourself. Like I fucked it up. I did something wrong, but it just, it didn't work out. Yeah. Mm. So do you find yourself, you said before, like you were emotionally unavailable. Is it because um, you're kind of like healing from like any hurt or because like you're kind of just like doing you right now and you're just like not ready to open up? Yeah, or maybe just like a combo of both. Good question. That is a good question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, and please don't feel pressured to answer any of it. You can tell us to go. No, no, no. Off. I don't feel. Pre- I'm just trying to think of an answer. Really. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my emotional availability started prior to marriage. Mm. Unavailability unavailable unavailability yes sorry i don't know what i said okay so you don't feel like you were fully and i also feel like 
yeah I mean I don't know if it started in a relationship before I was married or if it started as child as a child in childhood because I feel like like there were certain things in my childhood like don't cry don't do this like like I will never forget the day my grandmother died and I walked into her house and my dad's like don't cry wow and I'm like but I'm upset but it was like don't show emotion so I feel like I've been taught that for so I mean how often maybe not so often now but like do you hear fathers tell their sons you're not allowed to cry you're a guy you're supposed to be masculine you're not supposed to show emotion and then we get to marry these men and we're like but why don't you show any emotion exactly good point good point yeah i mean i i'm not trying to answer for you but (laughs) i will say um when i first met Ange, um she had like i am unapproachable yeah like she's probably gonna come at me for this but it's it's true like when i oh i know i've had many people tell me that when i first met and like it was weird like as much as i we talked but it was like from a distance like i knew like (laughs) i knew like we instantly clicked and there was something obviously there but it was we were both standoffish and i'll speak for myself too like I was standoffish, but I'm like, okay, I, there's, there's something that there, like we're, we're going to be friends. And it just instantly, um, you know, it just instantly escalated into a friendship. And, but from the jump, she's been that way. And I think prior to her marriage, during her marriage and who she is now, she's obviously like been in different stages of her life, but I can't, as, as your best friend, I can't sit here and say that you're, emotionally unavailable to okay for instance our friendship your children your family but as far as letting people in yes 100 percent. but i also think it's because of everything that you've been through right right absolutely and that's what i was saying earlier about how i feel like emotionally unavailable isn't just cut off from all emotion mm-hmm. it's all a matter of like who you trust who you're comfortable with what triggers you what you're okay letting in how it affects everything yeah i agree i think right exactly yeah i think too um like i'll just speak for myself not my most recent relationship but my past one before that one um i didn't realize it in it until after the breakup how emotionally unavailable the whole relationship was and i think when you take a step look or i'm sorry yeah when you take a step back and look and reflect on it you can then see that there's so many red flags and uh, recognize like oh i totally should have picked up on this and we had this conversation and i and i communicated and i expressed like my feelings and things were said to be changing and they maybe changed for like 2.5 seconds. And then it was the same behavior over and over again. So yeah. And then you just kind of get accustomed and become a robot to being detached and, you know, repetitive. It's the same scenario over and over again. So where you then detach and become like, okay, this is just stagnant. And then you just not happy. And then like, uh, then when the fights start and all that shit. So like, yeah, to me being emotional, that's what I'm saying. Like, Emotionally unavailable to me is something that I'm not saying you can change and I'm not saying that it doesn't take work, but I feel as though you don't realize it until after the fact. And I think at some point 
if you genuinely care, if you genuinely um, want to work at it, it's something that the both people involved in the in the relationship can strive for. Whereas cheating, I don't think there's anything coming back from that. I think that, um, as you both know, and I've talked a little bit here on the podcast, you know, what happened to me, like when he cheated on me, I've, I'll be honest, as you guys know, too, like, I have not been the same since that. And to me, that's why I think this conversation means so much is because that shit broke me into a million pieces. And I'll be honest, I don't think those million pieces are still back together. And I think within time, I hope that, you know, obviously, I am a better person because of it. But, you know, in each relationship I've been in since then, I'm learning something new about myself that I didn't have back then. But to me, there's no coming back from that. I don't think I think it's it, it hurts deeper than when you're not emotionally available, because that's like I said, that's something that you communicate with and you work on, whereas cheating. I don't know how the fuck you could work on that. I don't know how you can <laughs> strive to be better after that. Like, there's no, to me, there is no reconciliation from that. To me, and I, I'm not speaking for everybody else out there. And sometimes people tolerate that, and sometimes relationships are better because of that. But for me, that was and still is and will always be net broken for me. You can't come back from something like that. So that's why I feel that's not, that's the worst. That's so interesting, like, listening to the both of you, because I, li- I literally feel the same exact way, like, the way you describe each of it, but, like, legit, like, flipped around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and that's fine. There's yeah. Nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and I think because I've, I've been in relationships, I have cheated in the past, and I've been cheated on, and I have been in relationships where... I've been emotionally unavailable and where the other person has been emotionally unavailable. And when I look at, I guess my like comeback rate, the way I coped with like each situation, the, for some reason, like the emotional unavailability, like killed me. Like it was harder for me to come, come back from it. It just, it was like a longer process, but I mean, they're kind of, but like when you look at it, they really are like, like, what is it two sides of the same coin is that is that the freeze i don't know never heard of that one yeah it's yes i think you're right yeah it's like two sides of the same coin it's kind of like they both have a little a little bit of each other like if you're emotionally unavailable you kind of are cheating and if you're cheating you are emotionally unavailable so it's kind of interesting just like you know how people frame it you know Because we're all, it's interesting, we're all seeing the same thing, but just from, like, different perspectives, you know? Yeah, I think it's a matter of, like, where we have been in our own lives. Mm. I mean, my dad cheated on my mom, and that's why they got divorced. And maybe that's why I have a problem with cheating more than I have a problem with emotional unavailability. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think, too, what... I, 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 it's not that I disagree with what you guys are saying. I just don't know how you, how do you bounce back from cheating? I mean, you don't bounce back. It's a painful process, but I, or I guess to what, yeah, to what I was, okay. No, I'm sorry. I think maybe that was the wrong. I said that incorrectly. I apologize. I guess the question is how do you move forward in a relationship with accepting that your partner has cheated? I think I should phrase it that way. Um, well, for me personally, like when it has happened to me or when I've done it, it's been like isolated circumstances. 
So it's kind of like, and that's what I was kind of saying, like, you know, it happened. And then you kind of, you have a conversation of, you know, what was happening during that time? Like, where was our connection? Like, what did, what was happening within our relationship that this was happening? And then you kind of choose, like, are we going to like stay together? or Are we going to move forward from this? So I kind of feel like cheating. I know this is like weird. It's kind of like an an isolated situation like it's happened like in the past and you kind of need to like reevaluate your whole relationship so it's I don't know it's I don't know you I feel like it's just a less painful process because it's it happened you know it happened you kind of reflect on why it happened what was going on and then you make a choice of are we going to move on or not versus emotional unavailability I feel like that's just a lot deeper issues there that both of you need to deal with. And it's also out of your control in a way, because you don't know if that person's ever going to be Mm. emotionally available for you. Mm. Right. I see just psychoanalyzed me in that. I'm Mm. taking it all in from (laughs) like Andrew's perspective, your perspective. I know we've both, not we, we've all talked about this before. Um, uh, separately i've talked about it with andrew i've talked about it with you separately and uh, obviously we're bringing it here but i i i want to listen i i'm t- receiving what you're saying but i think too and and hear me out on this is it possible to have to be both like where the uh, the right yeah. so the emotional unavailability oh, that absolutely. you have in the relationship essentially leads to cheating because you're emotionally unavailable yes okay so I'm not 100%. saying that's the, the, I'm not saying exactly. that's why you, the, your partner cheats. I'm just saying you could possibly have both in a relationship. And again, to each its own. Some people accept it. Some people keep it moving. Some people, you know, dead the situation. In my in my situation, I deaded it by like it is what it is. But like, you know, I I just and I'm again I'm not judging by any means. But I just think that there may be a correlation there. And for whatever reason that may be. I think, too, that it just cuts deeper when, okay, so for me, I'm all about communication. I'm all about, you know, expressing, you know, how you're feeling. I want, like, the same energy, the same vibe, whatever. So if you have that mental capacity of just vibing well and communicating and being open and honest and loyal in the relationship, I think that's a pretty strong relationship. But if that's not strong or secure, then obviously uh, issues are going to arise and eventually somewhere down the line, something's going to be a disconnect, not saying you're going to physically cheat, but then, you know, I'd be like, someone could be like talking to someone else on the side, someone else could get your attention, this, that, and the other. So is it really from the get go, you're not secure in the relationship where there's not an emotional connection? Does that make sense? Mm. Um, I don't think so. I think going back to like what Ange said, like relationships change over time and like people change and sometimes like you're not like growing together. So just because maybe you were emotionally vibing at the beginning and now you kind of just like sifted apart and now, you know, you're not there for each other. So or somebody like steps out. Or, you know, worst case scenario, like somebody is very emotionally available in the relationship and then the other person becomes emotionally unavailable and then they step out. And I feel like it could just, 
it could just change at any given time. And I think it goes back to what you just said. Like there always needs to be like open and honest communication about, and I know it sounds weird because it's, you know, you think of marriage or even just relationships as like, or we like to think of it as, you know, this huge like romance around it. And I love this person. But at the end of the day, you know, you're two people and you constantly like need to reevaluate and recreate your relationship and kind of have those conversations about, hey, are we still on the same path? And kind of like be honest with each other. Because listen, it's not always going to be all lovey-dovey. Like you're going to hit rough patches. And if you don't, God bless. But I mean, I think, yeah, what you said, Esty, like open and honest communication, but along the way about like where you both are at in the relationship and then Mm -hmm. like choosing to go from there. I think check-ins are super important too. Yes. I also feel like there's a whole nother element to this in the aspect of like, I was not, and I'm saying me personally, obviously I was not happy in my marriage, but yet I was still willing to go through it. And if somebody from my past or the outside came in to even as just a friend and showed me something different and better then it's like that open whereas cheating wouldn't have been on my mind it could have been like oh like this is better over here why am I not doing Mm. that as opposed to staying in this Mm. can I ask you a question were you um within your marriage like you were not happy in your marriage does were you happy like with yourself like did that add to the disappointment in the marriage (laughs) and you don't have to answer that again I was no 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 you know it's okay (laughs) um no I probably was not happy with myself I deal with a lot of like not being happy with myself even to this current day in online dating which <laughs> let me tell you is a joy um, <laughs> but yeah I deal with a lot of self insecurity yeah so I don't know I mean that could have the thing is though with cheating is I feel like anytime somebody makes a decision like you know, I, I was not cheated on in my marriage. That is not why my marriage ended. I did not cheat in my marriage. But I feel like it, I feel like people make decisions based on what's going on in their life. Whereas I feel like if I were cheated on, obviously, I would take it personally, like there's something wrong with me. But to some extent, that it doesn't have to be me, it could be something he's going through. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not and I feel like we take it personally, but mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be. Mm. It could be some area of their life that they just need fulfilled. And that's where they think is the best. Yes. Way to get. You know what? You, mm. What you just said made me that's realize. That's a good point. It's like, like what, when I obviously what happened to me being cheated. I think that's why I like break up with everybody. Because I was cheated on. So instead of like, getting hurt again, I'm just like, I break up with people. I walk away all the time. Right. Well, because ultimately, like, you want to have. Well, like, I mean, how many times do I break up with both of you in a week? Literally. <laughs> Literally so, every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> I would say multiple times a day. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. Like so, I, so yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever you just said, Anne, totally resonated yeah. with me. I think that's. I think that's probably. 
That's called oh, that's called here emotional we go. unavailability. No, welcome, no, definitely welcome not. I, but I'm just, I'm just, I mean, obviously, I'm <laughs> joking too. But makes sense why I'm always like, fuck off. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, emo- but exactly what I'm saying. Like, if you're with somebody who's always one foot in, one foot out, and you have to live day by day like knowing this person is like are you in or are you out like that would give me a fucking heart attack like I'd rather (laughs) go fucking cheat on me than just be like I don't know what the fuck I want from you you know what I'm saying but I I think you're making it very black and white and I don't think that it is yeah well welcome to Laura life like my whole (laughs) but I feel I was married I was I mean I was in it like I said I changed myself for my marriage I didn't do things because I was married but I had friends and they were only friends I did nothing with them that I would talk to outside of my marriage obviously male friends that were more emotionally there for me than my husband was, but I was not one right. foot in, one yeah. foot out in my marriage. Yeah. Oh no, she absolutely was. I was fully That's invested. In and but I also, and obviously, I'm using you two as an example. I and you both know, like me and relationship. Like I'm never like by. Like you know what I mean. I'm talking about like with people who I lo- who know me in and out. Like I, when you guys like upset me or piss me off or if I'm going in my moods or whatever, I'm just like, bye. Like, you know what I mean? That's me. But when I'm in a relationship, it's different. Like I'm emotionally invested. I'm like all in, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a cheater. I don't, that's, you know, I know what it feels like. I'm not going to do that, but I agree with Ange too. Like you seek it or maybe sometimes you don't realize it. Like Ange, you said like you didn't even realize that you were speaking to other people about your emotions as opposed to your husband. Right. Right. Exactly. Because they were listening and he wasn't, but I was also fully in my marriage. And that's what I was saying, as opposed to what Laura was saying, one foot in one foot out. I didn't have one foot in one foot out. I had no intention of cheating, but somebody else was emotionally there for me when he wasn't. And that's what I was seeking. Mm, But would you, so that's not cheating sharing emotion with another person other than your husband it it could be emotionally cheating because the truth of the matter is i talk to a lot of married men right now who tell me things that they cannot tell their wife Mm. now nothing it's not physically anything but yeah i would Mm -hmm. i would definitely categorize that as emotionally cheating yeah i mean it's right it's like a fine it's a fine line. And you know what? After having this conversation, I can see how I look at everything so black and white. And I think that's why emotional unavailability scares me. Because it, when I think of it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so unstable. Versus cheating, it's like, okay, it happened. And we can either get over it or be together. You know, versus emotional unavailability makes me, like, think, oh, my God, it's, like, an emotional roller coaster that I'm going to get vertigo from. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, like, I guess, but you're right. Like, I am looking at it, like, so black and white. But, I I mean. But, okay, so here, even, let's just say, well, this did happen. I was married. And I talk to Esty all the time, emotionally. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Is that That's... considered emotionally cheating? Because I don't, the truth, and granted, I'm divorced and my opinion is jaded on marriage, but are you going to get emotional and physical and whatever else you need in one person that you're married to? I don't know because people still have friends outside of their marriage, like Esty was for me, that I could confide in. Where I could say things, I could say anything to her, but I couldn't say anything to him. Mm. Oh, I love that. But I guess, I guess, yeah, yeah, that's actually a really like good point. But and to your point, no, it's not cheating because I feel like, um, what's the difference between like a friend and a boyfriend? Is like you have sex with your boyfriend. You know, it's like okay, but these people that I were was talking to I never had right sex so or did you feel right there and you said like you didn't feel anything towards them so I guess no it wasn't emotionally right. cheating you were just getting emotional support from outside sources right so interesting it's like oh I wonder like what our chatters think like what do you think is worse emotional being emotionally unavailable or cheating yeah we, we definitely do, do. I can't wait to see what everyone thinks because this is a great topic and I'm not really sure if we really got to the core of it, but I mean, I, lo- yeah, no, but I love <laughs> Yeah, we went on a tangent. <laughs> I mean, you- Laura, you're getting married. Angie's like outside of her divorce. I'm not married. Like, you know, it's just very different um, perspectives here. And I mean, they're all valid and we're, you know, we all have our own opinions and whatnot, but they're very, all, all very different. But I, I think, um, what the three of us can relate to is not only is like our culture, but our upbringing or childhood. I think psych or not, no psych, like that shit stems from your childhood, regardless of what anyone else wants to believe. Like I, you guys know how I feel about that. So I think like the three of us like have that in common and you know, the three of us also know what it's like to have these men or father figures in our life that, really weren't always available to us growing up. And as their daughters, you know, with the significance that's supposed to hold to us and seeing that father figure and they're supposed to be there, they're supposed to, and again, I'm, I'm not saying this is by the book, but, you know, in a, like, I don't know, black and white universe, they're supposed to tell us that they love us. They're supposed to hug us and kiss us. And we're supposed to be daddy's little girls. And for some of us, they were, and some of them, they weren't. Does that mold us into the women that we are today? 1000%. Does that, shape us into the relationships that we're going into today i i don't know the answer to that but we obviously bring some form of our past into our current sea of relationships lack thereof whatever and i think that's something that all three of us can relate to whether we want to admit it or not oh 100 percent I can totally see why I hate emotional unavailability way worse due to my childhood. (laughs) And, and, you know, I agree. Like we do bring like, it's not that we do bring parts of our childhood like with us or those traumas or those patterns. Obviously we do, but I think the great thing about being an adult and having all these tools is, you know, we get to choose self-awareness and we get to choose what we bring into the relationships, you know? I mean, although sometimes that shit just like blindsides you and you're like, whoa, yeah, for real. What, and what, what do you think? Here? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I feel like my childhood made me emotionally unavailable to some extent. And I definitely think that you bring it into each relationship that you go into. I mean, even online dating, I feel like something I learned from one person is totally different in the next. So it's, I feel like it's just constantly a yeah. learning We have to have Angela back through on life. for an episode on online dating because this girl's got a lot of stories to tell us. <laughs> I can't. Oh my God, I was just <laughs> thinking that. We won't use any names, so that all will be protected. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but girls, we're oh. up to the part where we get to tell our chatters what we're grateful for. Angela, since you're our guest this week, why don't you oh. go first? <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Um, well, I got to be honest through this whole conversation. Um, I want to say that I am grateful for Esty because she really helped me get through a really bad time in my life. She helped me get through my marriage and my divorce and the rest of my life and stuck by me no matter what. And oh, I don't oh know God. where I would be without her. I, you oh, guys, Essie, take I'm so that glad in. this is recorded and we're going to save this forever. That was the, oh, thank you so much. It's <laughs> very sweet of you. Um, yeah, no, that's why I'm yeah, like. I don't usually say yeah, things oh, like thank that. You. No, so, I, I but know it is you all mean very that. True. And, um, I, I was going to say that I'm grateful for the both of you because honestly, like you two mean like the world to me and Ange for real. Thank you so much for coming on. And seriously, it was so sweet. I'm receiving that with open arms and I can't wait to give you a big old hug next time I see you. <laughs> um, but for real, no, thank you for coming on. And of course, I'm not going anywhere, even though I break up with you all the time. Um, but no, thank you. And I, I love you too. So don't worry about it. I got you always. oh guys i love you girls and thank you for like letting me like into your <laughs> your twosome because it's oh, if God. i can call it that because you both have like <laughs> such great energy and i feel like we just vibe so well so thank you for giving me a little piece of that i really oh. truly appreciate the both of you and i am equally grateful for my meditation practice because that also helps me specifically not sponsored although i would love to be sponsored by him um, my new favorite meditation app, it's called Waking Up by Sam Harris. If you guys have not checked it out, go check it out. It's like meditation on a whole new level. And I am super, super grateful this week for that app because it's literally keeping me safe. Oh, yeah. Is that the one chat. that you told me about or is this a different one? <laughs> oh, I got a really Yeah, it's the one that. I told you about. Yes, absolutely. I can Spotify, they can find Anchor, us. Google Podcasting, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast. Please head over to our Instagram page at Lunchbox Chats, as well as our Facebook page, The Lunchbox Chats. Angela, thanks again for coming on. We love you very much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye.